0: Restlessness and not being able to relax are the first signs of stress. Your baby is a little more fussy than usual for no obvious reason. Toddlers and preschoolers have more trouble getting along with each other. Younger children are irritable, cannot find anything to do, and expect you to give them all your attention. Your teen is in a mood but either will not or cannot tell you what is wrong. You do not care and wish people would just leave you alone. Part of you wants to fix it and the other part wishes they would all disappear. You cannot concentrate on anything or anyone. Your thoughts are jumbled and you are uptight and frustrated. Your uneasiness will not go away. You are afraid and angry at the same time, and if you get control of it or them or yourself, you think you will feel better. Others in your family are having trouble too. They are unhappy. You cannot quite put your finger on why, but no all is not well. They are preoccupied and unhappy with everyone and everything, and nothing you or anyone else does helps. Stress is taking its toll. You are anxious, frustrated, and resent people who are so overly sensitive and touchy. Stress wraps around you and is hard to shake off, whatever you do, wherever you go. Fear and resentment, anger and frustration are just there. Maybe you know why, but probably not. Stress exhausts you. You are not losing the struggle but are not quite winning either. The outcome is anyone's guess. If you had a crystal ball telling you everyone will be fine, you would be okay. Even better to know it will not take very long. You would settle for being sure it will not get worse. Not knowing, not having control, and fearing even less control are at the heart of your family's stress. You are a little uptight or perhaps your fear overwhelms you. You are irritable or maybe your anger is nearing an explosion. You are tired or on the verge of collapsing. Whether a little or a lot, stress is scary, frustrating, and draining. Get a good night's sleep. You will feel better in the morning. This sounds like good advice. You may still be uptight and frustrated but at least you will not be so exhausted. Here is the catch. If you get to sleep, stress awakens you and does not let you go back to sleep. At times, you cannot get to sleep at all. Whether you cannot sleep or are awake listening to your spouse or your child toss and turn, stress has come to live with you and your family. Stress also causes bad dreams and nightmares. Bad things happen. The world is strange. In your dreams, you may do weird things, more bizarre than anything you ever thought about. Your dream lets you know how out of control you feel down deep inside. Stress keeps you on edge. Headaches, an upset stomach, and generally not feeling well may be caused by stress. Other problems might be the cause, but stress is often the culprit. Crying very easily or times when you cannot stop crying also are signs your stress is getting out of hand. Losing your temper quickly and easily or getting angry about things that normally do not bother you are certain signs of too much stress and too little control. Is stress getting the upper hand in your family? Here is the fact of it. Problem stress is not a condition your family has and others avoid. Stress gets the best of all families on some days and threatens to pull the family apart at times. The question is whether you recognize your family's stress, see what it can do and is doing, and whether you manage it successfully or let it do you in.
1: Public virtue is a kind of ghost town into which anyone can move and declare himself sheriff. Saul Bellow. This is no more true than when the would-be sheriffs draw down with their verbal six-shooters on television. For example, if we are forced, at every hour, to watch or listen to horrible events. This constant stream of ghastly impressions will deprive even the most delicate among us of all respect for humanity. Is this a blast at the evils of television? It could be. But this time, it isn't. Chisiro made this sheriff-like pronouncement 2000 years or so ago. Al Gore added, vulgarity, and, shocking, to the litany of social ills. In a time of social fragmentation, vulgarity becomes a way of life to be shocking becomes more important, and often more profitable, than to be civil or creative or truly original. If Gore were asked, it is likely that he would point to TV as a case in point to support his thesis. As Nicholas Johnson put it, all television is educational television. The question is, what is it teaching? It's most unlikely that he believes that civility or creativity or originality are what is being taught. It seems that Gore and Johnson lean in the same elitist direction as the famous Anon, I wish there were a knob on the TV to turn up the intelligence. There's a knob called, Brightness, but that doesn't work. The elitist view has been around for a long time and isn't likely to go out of vogue anytime soon. Even Groucho Marx took a pot shot at the medium that made him a household icon, I find television to be very educating. Every time somebody turns on the set, I go in the other room and read a book. The message is that reading a book, any book, is an educationally better choice than watching TV no less in authority than George Bush joined forces with Groucho. We cannot blame the schools alone for the dismal decline in sat verbal scores. When our kids come home from school do they pick up a book, or do they sit glued to the tube, watching music videos? Parents, don't make the mistake of thinking your kid only learns between 9am and 3pm, there you have it, direct from the president's mouth to your air. Books, any books higher on the after-school agenda for responsible kids and parents than music videos which, of course, are mostly on TV. At least it lets the Department of Education off the hook for not educating your children. Since they didn't learn what they were expected to learn at school, TV is as good as anything else to blame. Jerome Singer put a uniquely different twist on the same theme, if you came and you found a strange man. Teaching your kids to punch each other, or trying to sell them all kinds of products, you'd kick him right out of the house. But here you are. You come in and the TV is on, and you don't think twice about it. Dona Jafart was equally critical when she said, Today, watching television often means fighting, violence and foul language, and that's just deciding who gets to hold the remote control. Rap Bradbury may have captured the essence of the TV police message, the television, that insidious beast, that meta which freezes a billion people to stone every night. Staring fixedly, that siren which called and sang and promised so much and gave, after all, so little. There are a couple of final observations worth sharing as you ponder the indictment handed down by the sheriff's panel. Paddy Chaves said this about television, it's the menace that everyone loves to hate but can't seem to live without. Add that to the words of Gene Rodenberry, they say that 90% of TV is junk. But, 90% of everything is junk. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to find the putative 10% that isn't junk. You will naturally need to use your remote control to facilitate your search, taking care to avoid the fighting, violence and foul language that Jafar warned you about earlier. Unfortunately, you still get to decide for you and your family what is and isn't junk.